Temple Art and Music Festival has arrived. Map Free Stadium, Columbus, Ohio. Three days, May 17th through the 19th. America's number one rock music festival is here with Free Fighters. System of the Down. Disturbed. Sonic Temple with Bring Me the Horizon, Ghost, Hailstorm, Lamb of God, The Cult, The Hives, The Struts, Meshuga, The Distillers, and rare appearances by Joe Jett and Prodigy. Go to SonicTempleFestival.com for everything. The Foo Fighters, System of the Down, Disturbed, Bring Me the Horizon, Ghost, and special comedy tent headliners, Andrew Dice Clay, Henry Rollins, and more. Go to SonicTempleFestival.com. See ya at the temple. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Brutally Speaking Podcast. I am John. And I'm Dan. And this is a special Sonic Temple Festival coverage episode. We're going to go over all things Sonic Temple Festival, which is happening May 17th, 18th, and 19th, which is happening in Columbus, Ohio at Matt Free Stadium. This is formerly the Rock on the Range Festival, so arguably one of the biggest festivals here in the U.S. I mean, this lineup obviously proves why it's one of the bigger festivals. Yeah, and that's a lot of bands. That's a lot of bands. Half of them I haven't even heard of, which is great. So we're going to do like we did uh, last year with the Louder Than Life Festival uh, preview episode. We're going to go through day by day, break down what we're excited to see, kind of give some uh, raw, honest uh, opinions on some of these other bands maybe we we aren't so familiar with. Uh, So let's start it off with Friday. Dan, do you want to go from smallest to biggest, or do we want to go biggest down? Let's go biggest down. Okay. So the headliner, System of a Down. Thoughts on... You're still a System of a Down fan at this point? Yeah, sure. All the problems don't bother you? As long as they put on a fucking killer set, who gives a shit? See, that's the thing, though, is I've been seeing a lot of YouTube videos and stuff pop up, and it, it seems like not everyone gives a shit when they play. Interesting. I mean, as long as they play all the System songs that I want to hear, and there's energy, and people seem to be having a good time. I mean, I know that's like the baseball answer, but um, I don't know, I... I'd be excited to see him. I haven't seen him that many times in my life, maybe only a couple times. Okay. So I'd be excited to, to see System of a Down again for sure. I think it's been 15 years since they put out a record at this point. So are you surprised to see a band that basically hasn't put anything new out in so long, this high up headlining the first night of a festival? I'm not super surprised just because, I mean, yeah, they haven't put an album out in 15 years, but they're still ticket sellers, I think. Like, I'd be excited to see him. Right. Next up, we have Ghost. Pass. Yeah, I think I'm in the same boat. I I will say this. Um, having been friends with uh, Susie Cole, who basically runs the metal and rock uh, iTunes stuff. Uh, she was a local radio DJ here in Grand Rapids on a radio station that doesn't exist anymore. But in following her and reconnecting with her in the last couple of months, uh, she goes to a lot of shows, obviously. And his friends with a lot of uh, various bands and so forth. But uh, she went and saw Ghost, and I definitely got to say, it, it's been pretty interesting to see how much they've reinvested in their show. So from that perspective, I am interested in going to see Ghost on a big stage like this, where they are basically the second headliner that night, and see what kind of things they bring out onto the stage and what they bring. And it might be a thing where I'm a fan of them live, but not on the recorded uh, versions. That seems to be the general consensus with a lot of people. And Ghost is just one of those bands that is playing an older style of, of hard rock. See, and people love stuff like Greta Von Fleet, so, you know, Ghost makes sense. It's just not in my preference. It's weird to see them 
this high up, but I mean, they, they've been getting more and more popular. Their latest record was probably better than the rest of their records put together. Yeah. So they got that going for them. Yeah. I think they're, I think Tobias and, and the crew and, and I guess really just Tobias, it, it's his band. And I think his, uh, his vision of what the band is going to be. I think he's kind of getting more concise idea of what it is and, and kind of growing with ghost as the, as a brand and a band. Um, but I'll, I'll definitely check them out. I mean, when you're at these things, it's kind of the nice thing is like, you kind of get to experience bands. Maybe you're not a fan of, or, you know, you don't really understand why everyone's so on their, on their nuts, but this might be a thing where I walk away going like, man, ghost, I, I get it. I get it from a live perspective. Still not a fan of the recorded uh, versions, but personally, I think that it would be cool if Surge came on and did a song with ghost. Yeah, that'd be cool. It's weird thinking about system of a down and ghost playing on the same night like that. Uh, pretty much like one after the other. Right. Uh, just just for the simple fact that they kind of both are known for having those ethereal type of vocals, and um, it's actually an interesting combination now that I really think about it. But I'm still probably not going to see Ghost. Um, I'll let I'll let if if I if we both go, I will let John uh, do the full fucking write up on that shit. Because <laughs> I'm just I'm just not into that. I don't know. <laughs> A buddy of mine actually asked me one time. He's like, "Is it some kind of deep seated religious thing?" Um. You know, and I was like, I don't know. I, I don't think it is because, like, I love stuff like Deicide. Uh, but I, I don't – I'm not 100% sure. Um, it's not something we talk about much on the podcast about, like, my religious beliefs and all that. But, like, I do have them and they pop up every now and again. But I think in this context, I think it's just a musical style preference. Right. Um, it's, it's, it's a weird energy difference between Ghost and System of a Down for me. Yeah. This next one, we'll, we'll kind of get going a little bit quicker on these and not hit on everybody, but I saw Hailstorm open up for the Stained Godsmack 10-year uh, anniversary tour of a tour they did like in the early 2000s when I saw them, and Hailstorm was the opener, and I'd heard the songs on the radio, and I mean, Lizzie Hale and, and the whole band play phenomenally well, and they're a great tight band, and they have a lot of fun and a lot of energy. But it's just another band for me where it's fine. I understand why people like it. It just doesn't do anything for me personally. But I do love the fact that, A, you see a female-fronted band so far up on this list on a good day's worth of billing. And to see them so high up, I think, speaks to how hard they've been working over the last, you know, probably five to ten years. And on top of that, you know, I love seeing the outpouring of support that Lizzie got from her comments at the Grammys, basically talking about how shameful it was that, you know, Vinnie Paul and, and Oli and a handful of other metal musicians weren't credited in the uh, obituary thing during the Grammys. And so many people, regardless of if they were in that scene or not, support Lizzie. And I think, you know, in a day and age where you have a lot of mouthpieces for a scene, you know, Dave Grohl basically is it for rock metal, whatever, doesn't matter. Corey Taylor is one of them. It's great to see Lizzie becoming a voice for the newer generation, I would say, and for a completely different demographic of people as well. And I love that, you know, she's very outspoken and that a lot of people are willing to listen to her. Um, so it's great to see a band like Hailstorm up so high up on a list. But, I mean, for me personally, it's just kind of a eh. Yeah, I mean, I think Hailstorm puts on a great show. I've only seen them once, but I was very entertained. I don't think I'll ever buy an album by them. Right. But I, I do think that they are very energetic. They're good musicians, and they know how to have a good time. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll move right on over to Meshuga. Um Don't man. you mean Meshuga? <laughs> no. No, I do not. Um, All right. Yeah, I haven't seen Meshuga since uh, 2002 when I graduated high school on the Tool Lateralis tour. And they were basically on their Nothing album. And at the time, legitimately, I still can remember the show. 
I hated them. I thought they were terrible. It sounded terrible. But then I realized, like, all these years later as I've gotten into the band, the problem wasn't necessarily me. It was the fact that they were so far ahead of what the technology could allow them to sound like in an arena. Like, you know, eight-string guitars really weren't a thing. The pickups that they were using to, to have the clarity of the tone in their guitars. And just, you know, when you're playing something this percussive and this loud and this aggressive, it doesn't really, you know, the sound kind of bounces all over an arena like that. And it's not, I don't really think that they're an arena band because of that. Maybe with technology it's gotten better. But I remember not liking the band. And now all these years later, and I haven't gotten to see them since, I am very much looking forward to seeing what they do and kind of what kind of a set list they have because they have such a wealth of of music to play from. And almost any record they would play anything from, I'd be very excited to see. Yeah, that's going to be the highlight of my night. Uh, I mean, I've seen the band more recently than 2002, and I can tell you that technology has caught up. Um, granted, I did not see them in an arena, so there's that. I saw them in a club, so... Uh, but, I mean, it was the loudest shit you'd ever hear. I mean, there were noise complaints <laughs> uh, just because of how loud it was. Um, and it's weird with Meshuggah because they're not, like, it's not that they're the most extreme band in the world, but in a certain sense, they are. Right. Uh, you know, in that, like, yeah, it's not, like, all blast the whole time. But, like, it's more like a machine is, like, systematically breaking down your fucking atoms, you know? Adams, is that right? No. It's breaking down your fucking cells in your body. You know, like, it's it's interesting with this band how percussive and crazy they are and how not appealing that they're probably going to be to a lot of people at this festival. I don't know. I'm, I will be – man, this, this festival, though, this year has done a really good job, and they always do, of having such a diverse lineup that I feel like if you are a fan of rock or metal – in whatever subcategory you want to put it in, there is something here for you. And if you walk away going like, I didn't think I was going to like that, but holy shit, that was good. I think Meshuggah's got enough of a name behind them that even a casual person who might be like, I've never heard anything by them, but I'm going to go check them out because I'm here. I would hope that they would just walk away and at the very least just be like, holy shit. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, for music geeks, it's like porn. Yeah. It absolutely is. And it's it's fun. It's impossible to play. Um, but again, I just don't see the ghost, hailstorm, and system of a down crowd really getting behind it. No, but I, I think... mean, we've got, we've got Parkway Drive and Beartooth and Zealand Arter. So you've got some extreme acts lined up for the night, but they're, they're, it's not as, he it's weird. It's not as heavy on the extremity as it is, I feel like it is on night two. Right. Well, I mean, like, you know, you mentioned Parkway Drive, like a band that I think has just been growing so, so quickly over here in the States. Um, you know, it was a band that I always kind of liked, and the vocalist, uh, Winston, kind of has a, an interesting vocal approach, and one that kind of, I feel like, either takes a little bit to get into, or it will d completely dissuade you from liking the band, and it wasn't until my wife and I actually went and saw them uh, on their most recent U.S. run that they did that I really got excited about the band, and they put on a great show, but if you haven't seen them when they do overseas stuff, they have, like, Rammstein-level production with flames and you know rotating drum kits and all that kind of shit so i'm really hoping this is a, another example where you get to see a band really bring an awesome stage show because they have the ability to to wow a big crowd yeah i think i think they're going to be killer in this context i think a lot of people because a lot of the times i've seen parkway drive was back when they were more of like a metalcore band right so you know, it was more just like at a club, seeing a band play. But recently, they've they've really graduated from that, 
I know a lot of people didn't care for their latest record, but I actually really liked it. It's really good. Yeah, it's it's interesting because like I can listen to a dime a dozen metalcore album anytime I want to. So to hear something a little different is cool. And talking about the singer's voice, like he's got kind of a Randy Blythe uh, quality to his voice. Um, it's not an exact ripoff, but it's fun that you can take that voice that is equally brutal and percussive, but then also able to go out into uh, areas like musically that you wouldn't think they'd be able to go. But uh, on that latest Parkway Drive record, if you haven't checked that out, I mean, that's it really is a testament to how far they, they were able to go. Yeah, and speaking to another record that was really good last year that came out was Beartooth, um, a band that you know a lot of young kids love to see and a band that's kind of just really climbed the ranks very quickly. Uh, I remember seeing them a couple years ago uh, with Every Time I Die and Old Wounds as the open support bands for them. And at the time, I wasn't really a big fan of the record that they had put out, and I think even... Um, Caleb had kind of talked about how that record was kind of rushed and, and wasn't really what it needed to be, which when you get to disease, like this is a really raw, honest record. And having seen the tour, uh, the, the first leg of the disease tour that they were on, um, we saw it two, two nights. We went like on a Friday or whatever when I did the interview, and then we went less than a week later to Fort Wayne, Indiana to go see the exact same tour. And I mean, that kind of speaks to how, how well the, the package was and how good of a band live that Beartooth is. And I definitely think you're going to, it's a very sincere set you're going to get out of them. And I'm really excited to see a stadium full of people maybe react to this record. Cause uh, they basically just played most, mostly the new record at this point. Yeah. With some of these smaller bands, quote unquote, we're going to kind of breeze through them a little bit. Cause we actually have some of these bands uh, we're looking at doing episodes with. Um, so we're going to kind of speed up a little bit. Um, the next up though, we have Black Label Society. I mean, that's just a, a fucking classic kick you in the ass band from start to finish. You know what you're getting with Zach Wild. It's always going to be a good time. I mean, the dude shredded his shit. So, I mean, the, I mean, women have eye candy, dudes have riffs. There's nothing you can't say bad against Black Label Society. I think a lot of rednecks are going to enjoy it. I will definitely probably have a beer or three, uh, listening to some Zach Wild. A beer or three, brutally speaking, indeed. I mean... He doesn't drink anymore, but that doesn't mean we can't. No, I definitely enjoy some Zach Wild guitar shredding, and uh, I'll be excited to see that. I'm not the biggest uh, Black Label Society fan, but I, I definitely appreciate the appeal. Pussy Riot, um, obviously a lot of people are excited that they're back, um, that everything involving what that band has gone through uh, is seemingly over. I can't really speak too much to their music. Uh, it's kind of a band that's not on my radar. Um but again, very much like Ghost, I'll probably go check out a song or two um, and see what they have to offer and maybe walk away a fan. Avatar, um, this band tours so often around here, I, I don't really feel like I need to see them personally. Fair. Um, I'm not familiar with Avatar at all, so <laughs> it'll okay. be, I'll check them out. That's one thing that, that I'll be really big on is checking out stuff that I don't know what it is. Uh, that's my favorite thing about going to some of these festivals that have so many bands right. is kind of getting to hear something new and, you know, getting the live experience first sometimes will help me appreciate them more than maybe I would if I just heard something on Facebook or, you know, something on uh, YouTube or something. Kind of speaking to a uh, song in a band that you there's no way you couldn't have heard about in the last year is uh, Bad Wolves. Obviously, the zombie cover uh, still doing big things for that band. But I think now they're finally starting to get some success on their own with the other singles off of the record uh, from Disobey. Um, 
another band that you know in the in less than a full year's time we're seeing them go from you know one of the smaller bands to now right in the middle of the pack of some of these bigger bands uh doc coil you know a former guest on this show super great dude tommy all those guys all super humble super great um i don't see how you're not going to have fun at this show i mean it's dudes who have been putting on music and been playing live for 20 some odd years or more in some cases so you know it's going to be a good show i the only thing it's going to kind of suck is you know obviously having the drunk bud like guy who's yelling out you know zombie but I, I hope that you know the crowd is more respectful and actually wants to interact with the band for the rest of their set yeah i would hope so because zombie is definitely not the best song on that cd no it's a good cover but it's just you know not it's not really representative of what the band sounds like in my opinion yeah um, Bad Flower, we're going to skip because we're actually going to have those guys come on here pretty soon. Uh, Zealand Arter, Dan already hit on. Wage War, that's another band that's just really climbing the ranks, getting on really yep. great tours. Uh, really great kind of just classic metalcore kind of sound, um, but like modern metalcore now. Um, Hands Like Houses, you know, another interesting kind of band that's on the bill. Another up-and-coming younger band, been grinding it out the last handful of years, getting on really good tours, usually like the first or second of four or five. Um you know, definitely Shapes, too. They put out a really great record um, very recently. Um, very much looking forward to checking out all these younger bands. Actually, I think that's kind of the fun thing about these festivals to me, and like Dan just kind of commented on, these are going to be the bands that I think probably bring it more because they have more to prove to a bigger audience. So I think you're going to see some really surprising sets where you're going to walk away being like, holy shit, that band brought it to 75, maybe 100 people or more. I don't know. Uh, that's how it was for Greta Von Fleet with me, though. I saw them play in front of 20 people. Yeah, wow. That's so, crazy. How do you feel about the spoken word thing? I'm uh, very, I've am very. i never gotten to see Henry Rollins do a spoken word. Uh, someone I greatly admire. I would love to have him on the podcast, even though I know he doesn't do shit like that. But uh, very much looking forward to this, this interesting thing, the one night of spoken word stuff with him and Tom Morello and Nadia from Pussy Riot and uh, Shippo Lacey. Yeah, I, I have no idea like how that how i'm gonna feel about that <laughs> like i'm just being honest I, it could be awesome i i'm not 100 percent sure yet all right well moving on to day two saturday you know it's always funny with some of these festivals like you know you listen to people who buy like one day tickets or the whole weekend passes and so forth and everyone kind of breaking down the days and it always makes me wonder is saturday the the de facto day that most people are going to go to or do you feel like this is you know this is kind of the lull in the day where actually your mid-level bands are the bands that like the the day of the festival you really want to see like your good mid-level bands no i think saturday is the day to be is the day to be there yeah in my opinion if you're if you're a fan of harder music i mean it's fuck i mean <laughs> disturbed lamb of god uh, in this moment, Gojira, Kill Switch Engage, Architects, The Black Dahlia Murder, yeah, issues. I mean, holy shit. Yeah, let's uh, let's. I mean, Disturbed. I, I have my own. I saw them back when they had just put out uh the not the weapon, when they had just put out Believe. It was a really great show. And, you know, you're basically getting half of Believe and half of uh, the sickness. So I mean, arguably like two of the biggest records at the time. And they just kind of have lost me. And I saw them very recently with on that Rob Zombie run that they did. And I was really reminded how, I hate to say it, how boring the band is live. Like, they just, they don't do much for me in a live setting. Songs are great. People react to it. You know, David Draymond's great at, you know, wearing a long robe and getting people to pump their fists. And 
all that kind of stuff. But I mean, visually from watching it, it's like there's not much that's interesting about it to me. I don't understand the appeal of Disturbed in 2019. No, I don't either. But uh, there there's certain things that they could do correctly. I mean, uh, they could just play the hits. Yeah, and I mean they um, do, and the, you the, know, being in a, a full arena full of people watching them go ape shit during all of their hits. I get it. Like you, you can't not deny it, but it's just for me. It, it doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, it's not going to be like the highlight of my night. That's probably going to be either Lamb of God or Kill Switch, but um, or Gojira. I mean, Ooh, so good. The Prodigy, yeah. a, yeah, a the surprise, prodigy. a surprise on this that I'm really interested to see. And I'll kind of mention this for, on something on Sundays too, in conjunction to this. But I'm interested to see how the Prodigy goes over on a mostly heavy bill. Yeah, yeah, it could be interesting. I, I'm not entirely sure yet, but I think I mean I'm going to be excited, dude. I swear to God, when they play like Firestarter or anything off of Fat of the Land, like you know, people are yeah. going to go ape shit. Like that was oh, like yeah. a very aggressive record. Oh, yeah. Uh, kind of moving through, Lamb of God. You know, another band that, you know, with this whole Slayer Farewell Tour has kind of slightly oversaturated the touring market. Um, they're a band that's always on the grind, and I feel like, you know, for as much as they... It just seems like they're always around. They're always touring. I can always go see them probably every five, six months somewhere nearby. Um, but whenever I go see them, I always have a great time. The band is always tight. They sound great. They put on a great show. So I mean, it's it's gonna be one of those where I'm I'm probably gonna have a couple beers and just be like, yep, this is all great. Yeah, I mean, I've seen them very recently on the Slayer tour, and they were actually the band that got to go up right before Slayer, and they could not have done a better job of getting us all amped up. Actually, to the point where you've got Lamb of God, where you got Randy just up there, just going all over the stage, you know, getting getting everybody involved, even in an amphitheater set setting is hard to do. And it was so intense and so awesome that, to be perfectly honest, when Slayer got up there and just kind of stood there and played their songs, I was kind of like, "Oh, you guys want to get, you guys want to get Lamb of God back out here?" You know, <laughs> like it was because that that was super enjoyable. And it, I mean, and I have to give a little bit of credit to some of the other bands. I mean, like Napalm Death and Testament. You know, they did amazing as well. That as a matter, of, it, it was kind of one of those like you could see why Slayer was hanging it up because all the bands that played before them with maybe the exception of anthrax were way more into it. <laughs> uh, but that's not what we're there to talk about tonight. But uh, yeah, I mean, Lamb of God's going to kill it on this one. And honestly, in my mind, you could hack disturbed from the lineup and have Lamb of God as the headliner. They're almost there. And that's the fun thing about this. Like I remember seeing Lamb of God as one of the, you know, smaller bands on Ozfest, and then one of the years I went when Sacrament had just come out, they were the band supporting right before uh, Ozzy would go on. So I mean, it's been kind of interesting to see their their growth over the last you know fifteen years or so, and just seeing them become basically almost a, a full on headlining band at a major festival. Like they're not far from it at this point. No, um, and I think that's something that you and I had kind of talked about when I was at the same, same, not the exact same show, but the same tour, where I was like, Lamb of God's almost at this arena level on their own. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it says a lot when you've got a band like Testament and Anthrax on the bill, and they still put Lamb of God before the opening act, or the headlining act. Yeah. Because kind of... they're just better at getting everybody amped up. 
Yeah. Kind of moving on, the Colts, uh, a band that I, I definitely know has some hits, and, and they're a really great band. You know, Ian Asbury's a great front man. I don't think Matt Sorum's in the band anymore, and I, I'm not sure exactly who, who the band that constitutes the Colts is at this point. Um, this might be one, like, I check out a couple of songs and just kind of see what's going on, but this might be where I go check out a song or two, go like, yep, I saw the Colt, and then go do something else. Sure. Um in this moment, um, admittedly, I have seen this band quite a bit over the last uh, decade or so. Wife is a fan, and I'm really not a fan of what the band has become recently, sound-wise. Um, not really a fan of all the costume changes that Maria goes through, and it, it, I don't know. I'm just not not a fan of it. I, I never really... I was more a fan of it, at least like when Beautiful Tragedy came out, and there was more actual... like metal to it whereas now i feel like it's pop something i don't know pop rock i don't know yeah it is you know it very much is pop rock and i can't wait to cover this band on my other podcast because we're going to talk a lot about that where they kind of started off as this kind of novelty act where you had a female fronted metal band which isn't necessarily a novelty but by the way they did it you know she had a great voice good screams good heavy moments on the album and as you go on unfortunately they've they've fallen into that trap of becoming what everybody assumed they were going to become anyway right which was going to be this like gaudy you know poppy sort of band and yeah i'm not as big of a fan of it now but you know if if they're willing to play some of the older material i'm 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 down with seeing that yeah i think uh we'll kind of leave that there and not be so negative um moving on gojira uh I just saw this band very recently as well. And zero negativity. Zero yeah. negativity. Always impressed with how tight they are as a band. Always impressed with just how savage the riffs are, how great they sound, how fans just flock to them, how they know how to interact with all the songs. I mean, I am so looking forward to seeing Gojira in a big stadium like this and just seeing what the crowd will do that big of a crowd will do like i can already hear you know i'm thinking of like I'm... all i have to say is they better play adoration for none and have randy blythe come out and do his guest vocal they have to they have that to. has to happen that has, has to happen, happen. that yeah. has to happen it's amazing yeah uh moving on uh again we don't we're gonna try not to either suck the dick of a band or beat them to death um so gojira obviously we love gojira we're it's a tall much, order for me very much <laughs> looking forward to uh, seeing gojira action bronson uh this dude is killing the game uh, i know it's you know he's one of the few oddball bands on this whole festival um but one that i definitely think is gonna just really create a nice palate cleanser for the whole day especially leading into going to the rest of it from gojira in this moment the cult whatever like you're kind of getting various forms of rock music whatever it happens to be classic rock newer rock metal you know so on and so forth but i think action bronson has such a wide appeal with his like you know from his show on vice and so forth and just the style of music that he plays and i think you're going to find a lot of people being surprisingly into his set and it's definitely one that i am probably going to be like all right i'm going to leave all my shit wherever and i'm just going to watch the whole set and have a good time no beers just watch no beers wow well i mean you gotta you gotta pace these out man like go jerry you're gonna be a few beers in at this point yeah. i i i probably will but Axon Bronson, I'm very much looking forward to seeing. Um, I'm very much looking forward to seeing how the crowd responds to him, but I think it's going to be awesome. Kill Switch Engage, 
I mean, there's nothing. Come on, come on. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Adam's gonna make wildly inappropriate comments. It's gonna be a good time. It's you're gonna see the end of heartache sang super loud in a stadium, and it's gonna be. Jesse might cry. You know, it's perfect. It's gonna be great. The whole thing's gonna be great. You always know Kill Switch is gonna be a great time. Architects, I haven't seen them live. Uh, I saw them in a small club. before obviously Doomsday and all that kind of stuff came out, when they still had uh, Sam's brother, I can't remember the guy's name off the top of my head, but uh, when they still were basically the full original band, um, yeah. and blown away, and the band's only gotten bigger and better since then. So I'm very much looking forward to seeing this Architects now uh, on a big big stadium platform, being able to get their music out in front of a lot of people. I think. Fans that may not be aware of the band that like Killswitch Engage, like Lamb of God, like Gojira, like some of these other bands, I think they're going to find that they really, if you aren't a fan of Architects and don't know who they are, I think you're going to find that you really walk away going like, wow, that band's really fucking good. I need need to go get this record. Uh, Fever 333. I haven't seen this band yet. Obviously, I would say it's safe to say we're both a fan of The Chariot, so Stevis, we're a fan of... His output in the the chariot, you know, obviously Jason from Let Live, big fan of his, and Arik from uh, Night Versus, big fan of all the components of it. The band has a very strong Rage Against the Machine vibe. Three dudes who just go ape shit the entire time they play. So this is going to be one of those sets that I feel like is just going to be a fucking atom bomb being blown off in the middle of the day that people are just going to be like, what the fuck was this? Well, that's great. I mean, I. I had no idea. I didn't really know anything about this band, but based on that advert, I'm uh, pretty interested now. Yeah, they just got off the tour with Bring Me the Horizon. Uh, they were the opening one of the opening bands on that. Uh, Stevis actually was playing bass in Bring Me the Horizon, so I don't know if uh, their bass player is all better now and will be at the show or if Stevis is going to be pulling double duty over the course of two days, but... Uh, definitely a great dude, great band. Uh, haven't seen them live, but uh, they just put out a really good record. John Feldman produced it, so if you know anything about John Feldman, uh, it's going to be raw, but somehow overproduced, but in a great way. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a good record. Check it out. Uh, definitely the band, if you are not aware of them, go see them, and you're probably going to walk away a huge fan. Um, another interesting one, Mark Lanigan Band. Uh, for those who may not be aware, I think, uh, and, and I might be wrong, but Mark Lanigan, uh, was the vocalist for Screaming Trees. Uh, a lot of people came to know of him from, basically he guest vocals on almost every Queens of the Stone Age record. There's at least a song or two that he's on. Um, there's plenty of YouTube videos of Mark playing with, uh, Queens of the Stone Age, uh, doing stuff off of songs for the deaf. Uh, really interesting kind of raspy vocal kind of band. Um, definitely another oddball band on the bill. Um, this will probably be one that I go to check out a couple of songs just to say, you know, I got to see him since he, I I don't see him tour around here very often. Um, but another oddball one that I think the diehards are going to be there and either make you feel like you shouldn't be there because you you don't know any of the music or are going to make you get so into it that you walk away being a fan. The Black Dahlia Murder. Michigan's own Black Dahlia Murder. Um, Trevor, Gotta have and, it. Trevor and the boys bringing the extreme death metal, black metal to the not black metal. I guess. Well, it touches in there. It's um, melodic death metal. Let's let's you know. <laughs> let's categorize that shit because that's what I do, dude. I'm I'm super excited to see the Black Dahlia Murder. Um, I've seen them like four or five times, and the the shred does not ever disappoint. <laughs> 
They are a great band. They always play, obviously, around here in Michigan, so any chance I've gotten to see them is always a good time. Uh, definitely another one of those bands I don't really ever listen to the records, but when I go see them live, it's just it's just fun. Um, they don't take themselves no. too seriously. Like, in a live setting, it's just about having a good time, drinking some beers, maybe smoking down if that's what you're into. Uh, and just And just having a good time. So um, definitely another one of those. They're probably playing early in the day. There's probably not a whole lot going on. Go check out uh, Black Dahlia Murder and uh, – have a good time. Maybe you'll walk away being a fan of that, even if you're not necessarily the biggest fan of, uh, you know, that style of music. So next up, we got uh, Don Bronco. Uh, Dan, do you know much about them? I do not. A lot uh, of these bands on the bottom row, man, I'm losing my credibility. I should be listening to more obscure stuff. Yeah. Um, Don Bronco got put on my radar because they are going out as one of the first uh, bands on the upcoming Dance Gavin Dance Tour. And anyone who knows what Dance Gavin Dance sounds like, kind of a progressive indie rock metal band. <laughs> it's a clusterfuck, but you'll like it. Yes. Um, Don Bronco kind of very much uh, in that thing. They, they kind of are a rock band with a lot of other influences. Um, definitely a band that's making up a lot, making a lot of noise currently in the, the, that scene, uh, getting on a lot of great tours, winning over a lot of fans, uh, definitely a reason why I think you're seeing them as one of the last bands before you get into the bigger bands and so forth. Um, really though, the, the, the quote unquote bottom of this bill is stacked, uh, with a lot of the current up and coming bands. You got issues who have been grinding for a while, put out a really great record. I think it was early last year. Um, got on some great tours while she sleeps, just put out a really great record very recently, uh, movements. I'm not super familiar with them, but I see their name all the time on great package tours. Boston men are the same counterfeit as well. No one cares. I'm not super. No, I don't really know much about that band either. Plot and you really have fallen in love with their latest record. Uh, it sounds nothing like the last three records they put out at all. Um, so I don't know, at least with the plot new, I'm interested to see if they're going to go more older stuff and it'd be heavy, or if they're going to play a lot more of the newer stuff and try to win over fans with the new sound. be interesting to see. Any any comments on any of those bands? Uh, I mean, I really like Issues. Yeah. Um, I think they're a great band, and um, I think in a few years they'll be much higher up on the list. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see uh, Andrew, D- Andrew Dice Clay and Craig Gass on the Comedy Tent. Yeah, yeah. I heard uh, Craig Gasket interviewed on Roach Coach actually. Oh, okay. Um, at the Rock and Pod uh, Expo last year. Okay, I didn't know he was there. He was. So now moving on to the end of the festival, day three on Sunday. Um, <laughs> this is literally one of the few bands that's been on my bucket list that I have never gotten to see, and we are talking about the Almighty Foo Fighters. <laughs> I beat you. I've seen the Foo Fighters three times. I've never seen them. One of my favorite stories to tell of my wife, uh, they were playing, like, I think a day before or a day after my birthday. And she goes, oh, I almost got you tickets, but I didn't. And I was like, that, that would have been a really great birthday present that I didn't get. <laughs> Probably shouldn't have told me that you were going to get it for me. Yeah. Um, Foo Fighters, I mean, that band can do no wrong in my eyes, unlike Jeff's. Um They are a great band. They have great songs. I think even if you think you don't like the Foo Fighters, if you sit around for most of their set, you're going to be like, holy shit, I didn't know I knew this many Foo Fighters songs. Yeah, Yeah, Um, you kind of can't get away from them. No, and I mean, say what you want, you know, about Dave Grohl being oversaturated in the news, like he's always omnipresent in the news and so forth. 
Dude seems like a genuinely great dude. He seems to have a fucking blast when he's playing, especially in the big crowds like this. You know, they just want to have a fun rock show. And to me, I can't think of a better way to end this festival. Like, I'm probably going to cry when he plays Everlong and you have a whole stadium full of fucking people playing Everlong. That is one of those songs that just, I can hear it. You could put it on right now and you could play it again. And then five minutes from now, play it again, and I would be just as stoked every single time it comes on because it is that great of a song. And to hear a whole stadium of people singing along to that is going to be just probably goosebump and inducing. Um, I'll stop sucking the dick of Foo Fighters. I, I don't. I mean, I don't know what you have to say about it. I, I like the Foo Fighters. I don't disagree with a lot of what you said. Um, <laughs> I've seen them a few times, and yeah, it's it's always been awesome. They've always put on a great show. That's a really diplomatic answer, but, you know, I, I, I live next to Jeff, so I got to, you know, <laughs> I got to be careful. Um, Bring Me the Horizon is going to be an interesting one. I have to say, like, my wife and I have gone to see, collectively and separately in our 35 years of life, have seen a lot of shows. Seeing Bring Me the Horizon for the first time, I was not a fan of them from Suicide Season I should, actually, I should change that. From Sempaternal back, not a fan. Um, Sempaternal was the record that I really got into the band. And I think a lot of people that are fans now are the same. And it was one of those things. It's been very interesting to see the progression of this band be one of those brash young bands that's just all about, you know, I, I, all I remember seeing interviews of Ollie is just, oh, fuck this and fuck that and fuck that and so-and-so is a cunt and all this kind of shit. And you're like cool we get it you're edgy you have neck tattoos and shit i get it and it seems like the ever since they've gotten uh their keyboardist multi-instrumentalist guy in the band you know they've really been able to expound upon a sound and write better songs and i have to say like sempaternal that's the spirit and even ammo even though ammo is pretty interesting as a record um i've been seeing some live footage of the tour that they just wrapped up and some of the newer stuff actually goes really well against some of the stuff off of some paternal and that's the spirit. And what the point of me bringing all that up though, is that show that I saw them on, that was probably in my top 25 shows I've ever seen the crowd. It was a sold out, sold out crowd in a, in a nice uh, amphitheater type thing or a decent club, like a 3000 seat club. The crowd never stopped moving. They sang along to everything and the band just was able to control it with the set that they were doing, you know, the ups and downs and so forth. And again, I think this is going to be one of those where you're going to see a stadium full of people actively engaged in this whole thing. And I'm very much looking forward to that. And it seems like Bring Me does a great job of reinvesting in their live show. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they're going to do for, for this festival. Yeah, I don't know how excited I'm going to be, but um, I, I have made I have commented before that I think that Bring Me is a more original band now than they used to be. And that the stuff that they do now, like the stuff that the diehard fans are latched onto is kind of old hat as far as like, there's a million other bands out there that sound like that. So the new Bring Me the Horizon is definitely, um, I don't know what to expect when I'm, when I'm watching it, if I'm going to, if I'm going to get on board with it or not. Um, and I, I know that there's going to be plenty of older stuff played as well. So uh, really, they or might... do they cut it all out? So when I saw them, they only played one song that wasn't off of Sempaternal or That's the Spirit. And I think, really? it was Ch- I think it was Chelsea Smile. 
That's interesting. Um, I have seen that they do a quote unquote deathcore medley, and I think it's like three four minutes, where they Boo. just where they just run through the back stuff real fast, and then Boo. that's it. So basically, if you aren't a fan of everything from Semper Eternal forward, you're not gonna like the set. Okay, well, there's plenty of merch I can check out and stuff, you know, while that's going on. The other comment I wanted to make about Bring Me, though, and being where they are, is with the heavy use of electronics that they're using now, I really would be interested to see them play before the Prodigy. That would make sense. So, it was something, you know, when I was talking about the Prodigy and it being a weird band, I was kind of I wanted to say, like, oh... I think Bring Me would be the perfect band to go before or after them because they incorporate a lot of those same elements now. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Let's just leave it at that. All right. Joe and Jet and the Black Arts. Um, I no don't really experience. Have... Yep, no experience. I obviously respect what she's done going all the way back to the Runaways, but I'll probably be one or, you know, I'll probably check out a song or two. I'll probably go get you know, go do my bathroom break and stuff and be prepared for my sitting there for probably two hours for bring me and Foo Fighters. Um, moving on, Chevelle. Um, nothing bad to say about them. I've seen them a handful of times. They always put on good songs. I feel like basically they have filled that void that Tool uh, has left on active rock radio with being on time signature stuff and people yeah. loving that. But uh, great, great power trio. Uh, unless they have a, a new person in the band that does backing stuff, but it's always been a trio as far as I know. But yeah, great stuff. Uh, I hear there's a new record coming out soon, so maybe we'll get a, a taste of that. A band I am very much looking forward to seeing, The Hives. Oh, yeah, dude, that's going to be a fun show. Like, I'm really pissed that uh, we are not able to go see The Hives Refuse Tour that they're they're going on, uh, the two of those guys. Um, but this will be the next best thing, getting to see you know basically them on the same day. Um, yeah, the Hives, uh, I have loved that band pretty much since, you know, they came out on MTV2 when I was still in high school. <laughs> um, yep, yep. They're a great band, a lot of great energy. Uh, you know, I'm glad this is one of the few bands that still is around from that time period of like, you know, the Vines and, you know, all that kind of stuff, the, the bands and so forth. But, uh, the Hives, I've never seen them really looking forward to seeing them on such a big stage. I think they're just going to probably go ape shit for their whole 45 minutes or so. And I'm going to yeah. love every second of it. Yeah. I'm excited to see that for sure. What about the return of the distillers? Um, honestly, could go either way. <laughs> I think it's going to depend on what kind of, what version of Brody doll you're going to get. Yeah. Like if she's, I... Her voice is one of those that when it when it's good and on, sounds great. But when she's kind of you know done too many shows or blown on her voice, it's it's not so great. Yeah, I mean for a festival appearance, we're probably looking at probably going to be fine. Yeah. But yeah, I mean I've I, I've heard horror stories, <laughs> and that's being really nice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think I think as long as 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 everybody's good and, and practiced and and good to go, it'll be fine. I'm not the biggest fan of the band, but I you know, um, again with a lot of these, man, Sunday's not looking like the best day for me. Um, but uh, especially after Saturday, I'll be dead, so I probably won't even wake up until like noon anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, Sunday Sunday seems to be aimed more at the rock, the rock crowd. Well, I mean, you got scars on Broadway. Well, yeah. I mean, you got to throw something in there that's going to get the blood moving. I again, I don't really feel like I. That's a band. 
it's a band that like just uh, it's there. I'm shocked they're as high up as they are, but I'm shocked that they're higher than Refused. Yep, exactly. That that's a fucking travesty, is what that is. And I think uh, the last festival episode we did, we talked it was I think Refused was on there as well. They were, and uh, and they were really low down on the list. And I'm like, what the actual fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, I would rather see Scars of Tomorrow and Scars on Broadway spot, but that's a throwback to an old metalcore band. Well, that's fair. <laughs> uh, the Struts, uh, basically, they are everyone's. I feel like you're you're either a fan of the Struts or you're a fan of Greta Von Fleet. I feel like there's, you know, they're kind of that rock resurgence, that '70s style rock resurgence that's going on, sort of mm-hmm. between those two bands. Um, great dudes. Uh, I've heard them on a couple podcasts and heard them in interviews and seen a couple live videos and so forth. By all accounts, great band. Everyone loves them. Uh, appeal to a wide demographic, which is awesome. Um, don't haven't listened to too much of their stuff, but uh, definitely a band I'll check out and and see what's going on with them and. Uh, maybe go pick up a CD or something and maybe try to get an interview. Um, but more importantly, unless Dan's got something to say on the struts. Oh, no, I'm good, man. The Almighty refused. Uh, I have got Energy, to... energy, energy, energy. I have gotten to see this band more times than I ever thought I would in my life because when I yeah. got into them, they had, already, they had just broken up. And if we get to go to this festival, uh, this will have been the fourth time I've seen them in the last third time in the last like four years. So I saw them on that Deftones tour, saw them again on their own. And then this will be the next time I'll have seen them other than their reunion tour. They did, uh, many years ago. Yeah. It's definitely a band that I'm glad, you know, is, is still really grinding, but, uh, it's also kind of sad at the same time, considering the legacy that they have. Yeah. It's it was kind of weird because like seeing them play with a uh, thrice or not thrice, seeing them play on that Deftones uh, Rise Against tour was really weird because wait was that that tour? Either way, seeing them though with a lot of people who didn't seem to know them outside of basically you know new noise, right? I was just shocked and impressed you know when they're playing stuff like you know the deadly rhythm or they're playing stuff off of uh, fan the flames and discontent and it's like you know you're getting to hear like all this cool stuff and even you know the newest record was a little bit interesting i think you know we talked about this previously on the louder than life thing but i think for fans that were expecting shape of punk to come too you kind of got it just not in the way maybe you were expecting um but those songs translate really well live against the new material is or the older material so definitely looking forward to seeing them. I hope the crowd is more energetic than the crowds I've seen them at when they're playing weird bills kind of like this. Um, but it's not going to interrupt my good time. Yeah, I think people are going to be entertained. Always. Um, admittedly, this is the day with some of the lesser-known bands. Uh, a lot of these bands I've heard of haven't heard themselves. Um, Black Pistol Fire. Uh, rec- nope, actually, let me do that again. <clears throat> The Interrupters, I've been kind of seeing on some of these some of these tours that are going around, you know, being one of the first of four. Um, but some of the package tours that these bands are on, I think kind of does them a disservice. And I'll kind of speak to Amigo the Devil on this one. Amigo the Devil, you know, just as right now, is currently on this uh, Dropkick Murphys run. And, yeah. you know, I'm not the super – I'm not a big Dropkick Murphys fan. And I think that's another band you either love or you hate or whatever. You just don't care. But Amigo the Devil isn't really that style of music. He's somewhere kind of in this, like, 
it's just him. He's an acoustic guy. Um, but he's sort of in this, like, folky, not quite rockabilly. Like, I, I don't know. He's kind of hard to, to, to pinpoint because it's, like, it's folk. It's, it's you know, singer-songwriter. It's, it's so many things, but it, it's very heartfelt. Uh, and I think that's the one thing I can say about Amigo the Devil, at least, is, you know, his stuff has really resonated with a lot of people just for how, you know, bare bones and, and chilling it kind of is. Um, so, I mean, he is definitely one I'm looking forward to seeing. Black Coffee has been making a lot of noise. Um, interested to see see them and catch a couple of songs. Teenage Wrist, I've I've heard of and I've heard some good things about them, but I, I don't know much, too much about them. Um, is there really anybody on, you know, from basically the Interrupters and on that you're, you know, much about or that you're looking forward to hearing? Not really. Um, it's not that I'm not looking forward to hearing them. I'm more interested in hearing those bands because I haven't heard them before. I want to say I've heard Scarlord before, which is almost more of like a hip hop thing. Yeah, Scarlord. It's like electric, more of like an electronic. Oh, yeah. uh, I assume it's pronounced Scarlord. I mean, <laughs> it, you know, just it, today X's actually mean O's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Youngblood, you know, I think was on a, a Twenty One Pilots tour recently. Uh, Scarlord, I don't know. There, there's a lot of this where it's like. You know, like you had kind of made the comment earlier with these festivals, you know, these are kind of the fun things to do where you go check out a band kind of sight unseen not without any really any preconceived notions of who they are. And so a lot of times, you know, like I want to get into them, but then I'm afraid that like, oh, you know, maybe they're the, the song doesn't come across as well because, you know, they don't have like, you know, the wealth of it's not like a refused where I've had 20 some odd years to, to really fall in love with a record from start to right. finish and all of its, you know, sonics and so forth that, you know, with a band that maybe has a record or two out and they're still kind of finding their sound and getting, being able to get some money behind what they're trying to do. I'm afraid. <laughs> Sometimes I'm just afraid of, uh, getting to that point where you're like, Oh, this is okay. I'm not going to go check it out. But you know, we can do that with a Joan Jet because we, we know what Joan Jet sounds like. Right. It's just not my thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not necessarily as, as familiar with the sounds of some of these other bands, but I'm definitely going to go check out. I think, like you said, Youngblood and Scarlord are probably the two uh, that I've heard a lot of and heard good things about. So I'm going to go check those guys out. Um, Black Coffee, you know, one of the first bands we're actually trying to, to line up an interview with those guys. But so, again, kind of keeping that short. Um, and uh, kind of wrapping up with the comedians, we have Polly Shore. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, the weasel. I'm trying to been trying to get him on the podcast for a little bit, so maybe that'll yeah. that'll happen. Uh, Carmen Lynch don't know much about her or Joe Duce, Deuce, Joe Deuce, or Bill. Don't call me Billy Squire. There you go. <laughs> if he doesn't have that on a shirt, I, that's a missed opportunity. Absolutely. So you know, we we basically just wrapped up the whole weekend's worth of uh, bands. Who are you most looking forward to seeing, and who do you think is going to be the uh, surprise on this package? <sighs> I think I'm probably most excited for seeing um, Ghost. No, uh, it's definitely probably Meshuga, uh 100%. Uh, I am really excited to see Black Dahlia Murder. I think the band that's going to surprise people is going to be Refused. Interesting. I've, Just, I mean, people know Refused, but they don't. It's it's shocking to me how many people don't. Yeah, that, that is a good point. I think for me... God, it's really it's really a toss up. I think for me, I'm most excited, honestly, to see Bring Me and Foo Fighters, just because I've seen a lot of the other bands so so much and very recently. And I gotta uh, I gotta say, I think I think the the band 
that's going to surprise a lot of people. Actually, my, ah, you know, it's really tough. And it, it's funny, too, because they're they're basically the, the foreign bands. The three bands, I think, are going to really wow people that may not be aware who they are because I'm trying to – like a lot of people who go to this festival are older, you know, I think. You know, looking at some of the bands that are on this, they're yeah. you know our age or older and maybe aren't as actively listening to newer music. But I think the bands that are going to shock a lot of people, they're going to be like walking away being big fans. Parkway, Architects, Bring Me. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I think Gojira to a lesser extent as well. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like Gojira has gotten that mainstream credibility though because of that uh, Metallica tour they did a little yeah, while ago. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So I feel like you know they've kind of had their their moment and their name out there a little bit longer. But yeah, I definitely. I don't know. That's that's the fun thing about this is you know kind of getting on literally on the ground floor and kind of getting you know seeing what people are reacting to and seeing, you know, listening to people talk about what they're excited about, what they're not excited about, who they thought were great, you know, and that's, that's how a lot of these bands build and, and go from being, you know, the, the first, you know, the small, small print bands, as a lot of people like to say, to being, you know, basically the, the last five bands that play on a night or whatever. Yeah. So that is our coverage of Sonic Temple Festival again, happening May seventeenth, eighteenth, and nineteenth in Columbus, Ohio, at the Matt First Stadium. Uh, if you want to get tickets or anything like that, go to SonicTempleFestival.com, and hopefully we will see you guys there. If you do and you see us around, uh, come say hi. Maybe tell bring us, us a, beer. Yeah, bring us a beer. Tell us a beer we should try or something like that, or a band maybe you think we should check out uh, that you are a fan of. And uh, always open to suggestions, uh, beer-wise or band-wise. So let us know. And if you'd like to keep up with Metal Nexus, you can find them at metalnexus.net. Uh, they are also running coverage of some of these bands on the festivals. Uh, so if you're not familiar with some of these bands, head on over to metalnexus.net. Read up about them. You can find them on Facebook at Metal Nexus, Instagram at metal.nexus, and Twitter at metal underscore nexus. Uh, Dan, where can people find you? Oh, you can find me all over the place, man. You can find me on Twitter at Discuss Metal Dan. You can find me on Facebook under Daniel Terry. You can find my other podcast, Discography Discussion, at DiscussMetal.com. And if you would like to keep up with all things the podcast, follow us on Facebook at Brutally Speaking. Twitter and Instagram are simply BrewSpeakPod. And you can email us at BrutallySpeaking at gmail.com. And that is going to wrap up this episode. So for the Brutally Speaking podcast, I am John. And I'm Dan. And we will see you at the festivals.